Law Enforcement Today radio show. I'm your host. My name's John J. Wiley. In addition to being a radio broadcaster, I'm a retired police sergeant. For the latest news articles and much more, check out our website, letradioshow.com. In the Law Enforcement Today show, we'll be joined by special guests. We'll be talking about their experiences and issues affecting law enforcement officers, first responders, their families, their community, and victims of horrendous crimes. Be sure to like us on Facebook. Our page is Law Enforcement Today Radio Show. Check out the daily articles on our website, letradioshow.com. And while you're there, download our free app. The Law Enforcement Today Show is brought to you in part by Transformations Treatment Center. Many are using the term epidemic to describe the current problem of drug and or alcohol abuse in the United States. Virtually everyone we know has been negatively impacted by this problem. Yet for so many that are experiencing the devastating effects of drug and or alcohol abuse, they don't know who to turn to for help. Who can we trust to care for our loved ones? Transformations Treatment Center is one of the most respected, ethical, and professional drug and alcohol treatment centers in the world with a strong focus on individualized care, offering a wide range of holistic, specialized, and medically supervised treatment programs. We know that many of you have questions. Take the time to call Transformations Treatment Center for the answers. 888-991-9725. That's 888-991-9725. Or go online to transformationstreatment.center. Calling us from Gwinnett County, Georgia area, Tony Tiffin on the phone. Now, Tony is not a law enforcement officer. Uh, as far as I know, at least for the purpose of this conversation, he's not a victim of a crime, but he is an author. He wrote a book about the brutal murder of three police officers back in Georgia in 1964. Tony, thanks so much for joining us on the show. Very much appreciated. My pleasure. Very much so, Jay. What is the name of the book? The book is titled Ark Road. Now, that's based on, uh, the title is based on the actual road that this crime occurred. Now, it was 55 years ago, so things are much different about Ark Road. But that's the road that these murders occurred on. That's A-R-C, Ark. Yes. I'll be honest with you. I really, I, I think I do a pretty good job staying on top of history. I, I had no knowledge of this brutal murder of three officers in, in Georgia back in, on Ark Road in 1964. I'm not sure, maybe I was just very young at the time, but I'm not sure why this one like flew over the radar as far as I'm concerned. It did here in Gwinnett County as well. Now, these were three Gwinnett County police officers. And it was a story, Jay, that it came out of a a large landmass county, but it was small in population. I'm glad you're, you're pointing this out. It is the reason it gave me the impetus to write this story. It was fading away, and still a lot of people had not heard about it. And as the generations and the populations increase all throughout our county, just north of Atlanta, it was a story about ready to get away from us. And so I felt I could not allow it to happen. I could not allow the brutal murder of three police officers slip away into history. So that's why I started the journey. And it was a tough one. I could not write this story today if I was to start on it, because many of the documents, many of the people that I interviewed over that 10-year period 
have gone now. And when documents start disappearing, history starts disappearing. I just simply could not let that happen. And that's why I remember this crime when I was just 10 years old. I was right down the street from where it happened, and it never left me. And finally, when I started doing public service articles in the local newspaper, it dawned on me I had to do something about this. And when I started looking at it, there was nothing to find. So I really had to start digging deep. That's why it took 10 years of diligent research to get this story out. I'm glad you did. Before we get lost in the conversation, which I can tell is already going to happen, where can people get the book, get more information about it? Well, Amazon is your go-to bookstore, it seems, these days. And that's where you can you can find it, on Amazon.com, of course. You can also read the preface, the prologue, and other reviews and see if that's something that your listeners might like. This was a passionate story to me. The way I came into it was always a passion to me. How on earth? When a police officer in the line of duty is injured in the field, a community suffers. When a police officer is murdered in the line of duty in the field, that community suffers a loss they will never, ever regain. And Ark Road and my research prove that to me daily. These people still cry 55 years later. And when I say these people, I mean family, immediate family, and friends of those three officers. So it just... It hurt Gwinnett County to the point to where folks stopped coming, driving through Gwinnett County. And it's still to this day, for those who know it, and that number is shrinking, hopefully with Ark Road out into the public domain, they'll start to see the sacrifices that police officers take. But the story... You made a great point. I'm going to interrupt real quick. Just just horrible stuff. Yeah, you made a great point. And part of this is... I recently had a guest on this show named Patty Tedesco. Patty's brother was a police officer in Lodi, New Jersey. He and Sergeant Volk were brutally murdered in a place called the Angel Lounge in Lodi, New Jersey, 50 plus years ago. And people in Lodi still remember that. And and Patty talked at great length about how this impacted her family, and they never got over it. When you say it has a deep impact on a community, you are not making an exaggerated statement. It really does. Jay, I heard about it day after day after day. And the impact that it has on the communities, I wrote in Ark Road from the family's perspective. The loss that the immediate families of these three officers suffered, but the ripple effect throughout the county is something to this day. When I talk to people, the very first reaction I see visually on their faces, they bow their head. When I even bring the subject up, it will not take long for the tears to start falling again. And we're talking more than a half a century later. It has a tremendous... Folks don't realize the impact it has on the community to lose a police officer. And by the way, Gwinnett County is nothing like it was way back then in 1964. Gwinnett County was 430 square miles of chicken farms, dirt fields, and cotton fields. No, it's not like that anymore. It's basically a, a bedroom community, a suburb of Atlanta, isn't it? It is. We're just north of, uh, of Atlanta. We are in the five-county makeup of Atlanta, Georgia, and we're a very fast-growing county here, but we tend to have, as, as I mentioned earlier, as, as the population grows, as the generations file through, the story was starting to get away. 
we are starting to get this story back and understand just how the police work for us, and it is up to us. Those are employees, as I look at it, and public servants of the community. So it's the community's responsibility. If we're going to send a police officer in the field to protect and to serve us, and then ask that police officer to be a public servant 24 hours a day, seven days a week, the community better support 100% that police officer. And by support, I mean in every possible way. We need to train them properly. We need to equip them properly. And we need to give them the skills that these kind of incidents start to wane on us. There's way too many police officers dying in the line of duty. And we, as a community, we must take responsibility for those crimes. You're absolutely right. And so much of this depends on training, equipment. I, I look back, you know, I started as a rookie policeman in Baltimore back in 1980. And back then, and people laugh, we were issued a 38 revolver. We were issued soft body armor, only a front panel vest only, and mace that only worked on innocent bystanders and police. And a balsa wood nightstick. And we got it, best training was available at the time. But we ask a lot of our first responders. We ask a lot of our law enforcement officers, and we don't get them the training, and we don't get the equipment they need. We are talking with Tony Tiffin. He is the author of Arc Road, which talks about the brutal murder of three police officers. We're talking more about that in just a few moments. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Finally, our heroes have access to a world-class program for PTSD, anxiety, depression, and more. The Help for Our Heroes program at Transformations Treatment Center provides a comprehensive range of treatments for substance abuse, addiction, co-occurring mental health disorders, and PTSD. Plus, they offer complete treatment for mental health issues for those without substance abuse problems. In addition to multiple rehabilitation and holistic treatments for all those suffering from substance abuse problems, the Help for Our Heroes program at Transformation Treatment Center is a nationally acclaimed veterans and first responders treatment program where law enforcement, firefighters, veterans, and all first responders receive the separate and highly specialized treatment they need. Got questions? They have the answers at the Help for Our Heroes program at Transformations Treatment Center. Call 888-991-9725. 888-991-9725. That's 888-991-9725. Online at helpforourheroes.com. Remember to check out our website for news articles, past episodes of the podcast, download our free app, and much more. That's letradioshow.com. Back to our conversation with Tony Tiffin on the Law Enforcement Today show. Tony is the author of the book, Arc Road. Brief overview. Three police officers were killed, murdered in the line of duty on a sleepy little deserted road in Gwinnett County, Georgia, back in 1964, correct? That's the deals, yeah. One of the things that amazes me about this story, and I've only gone through what I can find online at Amazon.com. By the way, you can do a search at Amazon.com or Google for Arc Road, and you'll find it. It brought back a lot of memories of one of the first books I remember reading by Joseph Wamba. It was about the onion field, an incident where uh, two police officers were abducted in California and one was murdered in an onion field, I think in Bakersfield, and the other one ran away. 
And there's some similarities, some differences, but it reminded me of Joseph Wamba and writing this story. And he felt compelled to write this story, kind of like what you're saying. I, I spoke briefly with Mr. Wambach, and he knows this story of Ark Road. I shared it with him. And you're right, it does parallel in, in many ways. Uh, that dark early morning, about 1.30 in the morning, April the 17th, a Friday, the county was gearing up for our springtime festivals. What happened on that dirt road didn't get out until the following day, just from the nature of news and how it spread and how the media was able to cover it. But in this case, they were first handcuffed. They obviously got the jump put on them, and uh, they were first handcuffed. They were taken to another site in a car, and there they were brutally murdered. They were shot a total of 19 times, 16 of those shots, by the way, with their own revolvers. They laid in the, on the forest floor, as they say, handcuffed together and shot with their own revolvers. That was, that was brutality no one expected. And I think our county went into a deep shock, but that is the essence of it. Mr. Wamba in, in the Onion Field it is a similar situation. But now, uh, Jay, back in that time, that's 20 years before your time, we yeah. do realize that uh, the police, this was a newly formed county police department. There were only nine police officers on patrol. So think about three so lose, losing their lives in one night. You lost night. basically uh, a third of the department. And, it, it, and, and really, of that department, we could say it's a half because these were actually patrol officers. Uh, but nonetheless, it doesn't matter. Numbers don't. They pale uh, as you look at this the magnitude of this crime. It was heinous beyond belief that somebody would do that to three uniformed police officers. But this story took place against those officers. The moon and the stars that night were all in alignment for something very bad to happen. How did this thing start? The, and it was all by happenstance. Uh, I'll briefly go over this. There was a call by one of only two homes located on this two-mile dirt arc road. One of the homes called complaining of a uh, disturbance activity that was going on in front of his house. The three culprits had stolen a car out of Atlanta, followed it with the getaway car, and their intention was to change the registration on the car and then drive it out, at which time they would later, a week later, strip the car in a secret location, and they would fix up another car that they had bought that was salvaged. So now they would have a clean title and they would get rid of the carcass completely. But it started as a suspicious activity call at one o'clock in the morning. And these officers didn't know where Ark Road was. The tragedy just keeps mounting because they had picked up another fellow officer to take him home, leaving them, these three officers, the only ones on duty with no radio, no backup of any kind. And so when they came across this activity, one of the culprits was a former deputy sheriff. He knew two of the police officers. He had already been arraigned for illegal liquor. Then they come across them, and one thing led to another. Jerry Everett was shot in the back of his leg. Two officers chased at, uh, one of the culprits trying to get away. They all came back to the original spot on the hill on that dirt road, and that's where they were bound, kidnapped, 
and about five minutes later, murdered in the woods. Now, their bodies were left in the woods and not found for approximately 10 to 12 hours later. And that gives you some idea the cruelty of this whole crime. When these culprits shot three uniformed police officers and left them in the woods, when they were discovered the next afternoon, of course, rigor had already set in. And it was a site that was plastered all over the Atlanta Journal-Constitution front pages of the crime scene photos. One of the guys, one of the suspects, and I, I have a thing where I just don't like talking about them. I don't like giving their names out. I don't like giving anybody any publicity that that's done horrendous things. But one of the guys you said was a former law enforcement officer that got into a jackpot for illegal liquor. And when they rolled up, they knew this guy. The two of the officers knew this guy, and they were having a conversation like, hey, Fred, how you doing? What's going on? That kind of deal? That's the kind of deal, although they suspected something was wrong, because the, all the bad guys were wearing white gloves. So the officers that night, now they weren't trained like you all are trained now, but the officers that night thought something was funny about them wearing white gloves and had assumed that they were stealing the car. But in that day and time, there were no cages in the back of patrol cars. And honestly, these officers did not handcuff the three culprits, but left them standing in the street alongside of them, dark night, and that's when they got bested. Uh, but the thing, things were a lot more lax than that, and I think it could be, Jay, because the bad guys did hold a certain respect for law enforcement at that time. All too often we hear in the news media, in social media, the officer handcuffed them and then released them later on. Back when I was a rookie, we only handcuffed people if they're being arrested. And then towards the end of my career, when dealing with someone you weren't certain about, you would handcuff them just to make sure everybody was okay. People would get upset. They'd blow out of proportion. Now I see why. Usually these things change because of horrific incidents like Ark Road. The three suspects were there standing. They weren't handcuffed. The three officers were there. They they, They weren't prepared for the violence that was heading their way. No, and it did surprise them quite a bit because this just wasn't the norm, if if I can say that, about how bad guys acted back in that day. Now, Gwinnett County was not pure, not by a long shot, but these folks did have a certain degree of respect. I'm saying these folks, the law enforcement community, had a certain degree of respect from the community, but obviously that respect didn't exist on that dirt road that night. It took, indeed, 18 months for them to adjudicate this crime by putting two guys, uh, giving them a death sentence, but the later commuted. But still, 18 months, these guys said nothing. Therefore, the DA and our our local uh, district attorney was able to say to them, well, there's your conspiracy. They tried to hide it. They tried to cover it up. So we're going to throw the book at them. But when they finally did uh, uh, catch them, I spoke with one of the chief investigators with the Georgia Bureau of Investigation. We are talking with Tony Tiffin, author of Ark Road, about the brutal murder of three police officers in Gwinnett County, Georgia, back in 19. 19- 1964. This is a Law Enforcement Today show. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Epidemic. America's public health crisis. These are all terms that describe the current problem of drug and alcohol abuse in the United States. Countless lives are lost and heartbroken families are too many to count. 
Transformations Treatment Center is dedicated to saving lives. Call 888-991-9725 and online at transformationstreatment.center. Transformations Treatment Center provides a comprehensive range of treatments for addiction, substance abuse, co-occurring mental health disorders, and PTSD. Transformations Treatment Center has many acclaimed treatment programs offering rehabilitation and holistic treatment for all those suffering from substance abuse problems. Transformations Treatment Center. Call 888-991-9725. That's 888-991-9725. And online at transformationstreatment.center. During our conversation with Tony Tiffin, Tony is an author. He wrote the book, Ark Road. You can do a search on Google. Go to Amazon.com. Look for Ark, A-R-C Road. It's about the brutal murder of three Georgia police officers back in 1964. I get, Tony, we say that it was a different era. People seemed, at least in, in your area, Gwinnett County, Georgia, back then to have a little bit more respect for law enforcement than they do nowadays and that we have so many shootings being reported. On law enforcement today, we have so many news reports. A little research. Far more officers were shot and killed in the 70s and 80s than happened today. I don't know if it's we're more aware of it. I don't know. It's more politicized. I'm not sure why. And I really don't want to speculate. But back in this area of Georgia, back in 1964, to have basically a, a car stop involving a stolen car, which in the big scheme of things is not a huge issue. It's unheard of for police to be shot and killed by car thieves. And the way, uh, the mechanics of the crime, Jay, to handcuff these three officers together, to, to kidnap them, essentially, to take them to a different place, then to march them into the woods and do what they did. Uh, it was it was a devastating thing. Now, you made a very interesting point, and let's hope those numbers of uh, officers killed in the line of duty continue to dwindle. And I know I heard you said you didn't want to speculate, but, Jay, when a police officer is killed in the line of duty, my feelings are that we learn. We're not going to let that police officer just fade away in vain. We're going to take what happened, and we're going to learn from that, and we're going to train our recruits, and we're going to bring all of this out in the academy. And we're not afraid to talk about these kind of things. And we're going to equip, and this is part of what the community's obligation is to the, to our police officers. We're going to train them based on what happened on Ark Road that night. We're going to train them based on what happened in L.A., what happened in Miami, all the things that your listeners know about. And with that training, hopefully we won't repeat what was the end of watch for these three officers in particular. So we used their experience, and with that, their memory, the goodness that police officers are, will never die from the scene, and that's again brought, brings me back to Ark Road. Ark Road is a learning experience for all those recruits and all those blessed men and women of law enforcement who are already out there that can still learn. And as I said, Ark Road to me is not a story about murdered cops. 
Ark Road is a story about murdered families and murdered communities after what happened to these three police officers. It is a story of love, how these three fo- these three families were able to bring themselves back into the community, hold their, their heads up high, and say, my boy didn't go out there and give up his life on a whim. He gave up his life for us. And we're going to be proud of that. We're not going to be ashamed of that. And we're going to teach officers and recruits, and again, all of those folks that come up behind them, we're going to teach them how to avoid, at least for certain, what happened on that dirt road. How are the families doing now? I'm sure you had a chance to talk to some of them when you're researching the book. They would open, I would call them, I would introduce myself, they would open their homes to me because for them this story too was fading away. And they would invite me to their homes. We're talking about wives, mothers, the whole gamut of the family. I would always lead through the front door with a a dozen red roses. They would always cry all through it. And they told me, there's some harsh language that you're writing in Ark Road. And I said, I am. And they would tell me, I'm glad. Although we're Southern Baptists down here and we don't like that kind of language, it is the kind of language we believe you should put out there to bring this point home about how sad this story was. And beyond all others, let the folks know this is not a story of cupcakes and ice cream. This is a story of cold-blooded murder times three. And yes, those police officers made some very, very grievous uh, mistakes that night. It cost them their lives. There's no doubt about it. And those families said, you be sure and tell them that too. Absolutely. We don't want you to hide it. There's two sayings that we're taught from the very beginning. One is complacency kills in police work. And the other one is simple mistakes can oftentimes cost you your life. When you cut a corner, when you don't do one thing you should do, and here's a perfect example. We have situations where someone's been arrested and you do a quick cursory pat down before they go into the, what they call the wagon and get transported to the district where they're booked. And then it gets searched again in depth at the district and the desk sergeant or someone else, a turnkey, would find a gun in their pocket. And that one moment where I didn't frisk the person as well as I should have could have cost me and others our lives. All mistakes that were made on Ark Road. And we've all made those mistakes. I don't don't know if anybody's worked in law enforcement that has not made that mistake at least once. And, you know, you said earlier, and I can't let this go, Jay, you said you don't want to hear their names, the culprit's names, and I don't care to repeat those names. They're in the book. They have to be. They are of record. But there are three names I want your listeners to know. That is Ralph King Davis. Jerry Reed Everett and Marvin Jesse Gravitt. Those are the three officers that gave up their lives. They certainly didn't mean to do it, but they gave up their lives doing their normal duty. And when a man from the community called up and said, we got suspicious activity out on the road, well, who are you going to call, number one? And number two, who's going to respond? And they did their job that night, and look what it got them. And by the way, Back then, I did a little reading. Back then, Gwinnett County, Georgia, these men that went into law enforcement had very little training. They were given very little equipment. They pretty much had to buy everything they had, including, from what I understand, the bullets they carried. They did this job because they really wanted to serve. 
and they did it under really adverse circumstances. They were left alone that night. There was no backup. They, Jerry Everett carried what he called his little bug. It was a one single shot Derringer that he had gotten a couple of weeks ago at a pawn shop before his death, of course. He was showing it off to a restaurant owner, proprietor, that night of the murder when they got called. They were having their evening meal. Their shift began around 4 o'clock and ended the next day around 2 in the morning. So he was showing his little bug off, but when they got the call to go take care of Mr. Gravit, he forgot to reload the Derringer, and that was his big mistake. That was his first mistake that night. His second mistake, according to his brother, George Everett, the longest-tenured police chief in Metro Atlanta, by the way, before he passed away, George Everett told me, Tony, Jerry made a fatal mistake that night. He's my brother. I admired and respected him to no end, but he turned his back on a felon waiting to get the upper hand. And that's what cost him his life. When he turned his back, that felon grabbed his gun. And the gun grab wasn't tough back in those days because you had no restraint strap. So he grabbed his gun, and it was all said and done. This was a very desperate man that did that. And he did not want to go to prison for what could have possibly been a maximum two-year prison sentence for being caught stealing a car. That right there, if you'll exchange two years of your life in prison for a crime that you did, in exchange for three living human beings, pillars of the community, that is a selfishness, a greed, and a psychopathic attitude that is hard to imagine. We're going to talk more about the details of the tragic night when three Gwinnett, Georgia police officers were brutally murdered on what was then a sleepy road called Ark Road. We are talking with Tony Tiffin. Tony is the author of the book Ark Road. Do a search on Google for Ark, A-R-C, Road. You go right to Amazon. You can look it up right there. You can get the book yourself. It's a tragic story, but there's a lot to be learned. This is the Law Enforcement Today Show. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. So many people ask me, how did I transition from police work to a career in radio? Plus, host of the syndicated Law Enforcement Today radio talk show and podcast. The answer is simple. I attended the Connecticut Schools of Broadcasting, where I learned by doing. At the Connecticut Schools of Broadcasting, students learn in months, not years. For veterans, some or all your tuition could be covered by your VA benefits. Connecticut Schools of Broadcasting, training in audio, video production, television, sports, podcasting, radio, and web development. Get more information. Call 800-887-2346 or online at gocsb.com. For special offers and consideration, tell them you heard about them from Law Enforcement Today. This is Law Enforcement Today Show. I'm John J. Wiley, retired Baltimore Police Sergeant, joined by Tony Tiffin, calling us from Georgia. Uh, Tony wrote a great book called Ark Road about the brutal murder of three police officers in back then was a sleepy county of Gwinnett County, Georgia. Now it's a booming area, a suburb of Atlanta. Uh, You can get more details. Just Google search for Ark Road, A-R-C Road, written by Tony Tiffin. In the story, you had three police officers. Now, one of them wasn't feeling well. They're taking him home. 
and there was no radio, no backup. Really, they didn't have the things that, that everybody would expect nowadays. And these brave men went out and did their job anyway. Uh, they got a call for suspicious persons uh, and turned out to be a stolen car, which in and of itself is not a big deal, right? In and of itself, it's not a big deal. It wasn't in Gwinnett. Cars were stolen out of Atlanta plenty and dumped in Gwinnett. Usually they were stripped. That's right. Not a big deal. Well, the funny thing is, and it's not funny as in ha-ha funny, but uh, I've been shot at four different times where it's really, really close. And the very first one was two kids in a stolen car. Uh, and that was my very first exposure to, to being shot at. So we hear people say all the time, officers involved shootings, and it was a suspect in a stolen car. And they're like, the police overreacted in their minds. It's just a stolen car. It's not a big deal. It's just a kid. Well, here's three men in a stolen car. Not a big deal. And they were willing to brutally murder three police officers to get away with it. It was uh, unheard of uh, at the time, and I think today, if you were to open up the paper and on the front page, you would see three county police officers handcuffed and shot 19 times in a desolate stretch of woods on a dirt road. I think it would be just as shocking. You know, I, I don't wish it or anything, but any circumstance, I'm shocked when a police officer is shot and is recovering in the hospital. I'm beyond words. That's why it took me 10 years to write this story. I'm just beyond words that somebody would do that to a police officer, let alone three. And today, the news would be just as horrible, I'm sure. And the, the amount of violence that people inflict on each other. I, I thought I was prepared. I thought... The police academy did a good job preparing me for what I was going to face on the street. And the truth is, nothing can prepare you for the amount of violence that people inflict on each other. And people doing it to loved ones. So if they can do that to people they supposedly love, including children, they can certainly do it to you. John, uh, I'm sorry, Jay. John or Jay, don't matter. You can call me Jerry, too. I don't care. Well, that's my bad. I, I don't do that. There was Officer Antoine Tony of the Gwinnett County Police Department was brutally murdered two years ago. It was the first murder of a police officer since Officers Everett Davis and Gravett were murdered back in 1964. He pulled up a normal traffic stop. He pulled up on a car that was stolen, and one of the culprits in the back seat of that car shot through the back windshield and murdered Officer Tony as he was approaching the car. He never saw it coming. We've got to stop those kind of things. Just a stolen car, yeah, it was just a stolen car that led to the murder of a police officer. So now it puts a diff- sheds a different light on thievery and stolen cars and what people will do to avoid being caught. It just doesn't make any sense. I'll give you another quick uh, example. Uh, Officer David Korn, 23 years old, had just gotten out of the Marine Corps, worked for DeKalb County Police Department. In 1972, he was doing uh, his duty in looking at a clubhouse and apartments. Someone came up behind him with a 380 semi-auto and shot him in the back of the head twice, removed his service revolver, and shot him two times more in the back of his head. That murder has not been solved yet, and it is the only unsolved police officer murder in DeKalb County. It does seem so simple, but it it's much more than just a stolen automobile. It's society and what is wrong with society today. And people will use deadly force 
and that's a, a police term, but people will shoot you over shoplifting. People will stab you over a domestic. One of the worst things that we encountered in pol- as police was domestic dispute calls, physical violence, domestic violence in the home, and you wind up having to lock, let's just say, the man up. And next thing you know, you've got the spouse who was abused and brutalized on your back attacking you as well. Those sort of things make absolutely no sense to the common person's mind. And I'm kind of glad it doesn't. Like my wife, when I tell her some stories, I don't talk about it often. When I tell her some stories about what I've been through, she goes, I can't believe that, that this occurred. Nothing in their mind prepares them for that kind of violence. And I kind of suspect that the three officers on Ark Road that were, that were murdered that night didn't suspect that this could happen to them as well. No, of course not. Uh, and I rather think that most police officers, when they start their shift for duty, don't expect that to happen either. And that's why what you said earlier, we learn from these mistakes. I, let me say something of, I take great pride in saying, Jay. The American Police Hall of Fame Museum and Memorial in Titusville, Florida, those folks, they have dedicated their lives there in officer training, in officer safety, in understanding what's going on in today's police environment. They've got not just Officer Gravett, Davis, and Everett's names on their memorial wall under that rotunda down in Titusville, but the American Police Hall of Fame have over 9,000 stories on that walls, on those walls down in Titusville, and each one of them is a lesson for existing police officers, seasoned veteran police officers, and recruits alike. Those stories are being perpetrated, are being uh, forever carried on, shall I say, by the American Police Hall of Fame. That is why they are using Arc Road, by the way, as a training source, uh, and they're going to build a curriculum for it. But I am giving 10% of all proceeds to the American Police Hall of Fame in Titusville, Florida, because of their officer training and their dedication to law enforcement in this great country. By the way, I've been there. It's a great spot. If you are traveling through Florida and you plan on going to uh, the, the Space Coast, we call it, where they have the rocket launches and all that stuff, Titusville is right next door to that. Check out the American Police Hall of Fame. A great, great spot doing awesome things. And I have friends' names uh, on their memorial. Friends I worked with in Baltimore Police Department that were shot and killed, that were stabbed and killed, that were run over in cars, people that died in house fires, one that, officer in particular that he made the fatal mistake. And this is something you brought up many times in the interview. As soon as the mistakes that we all learn, we see all the time uh, these signs, in case of fire, do not use elevator. There was, there was an apartment fire in a high-rise building. This officer, I won't give his name, he hit the elevator button, and when it went through the floor, the fire was on, it automatically went through, opened, and he got incinerated. That's the reason why we don't use those things anymore. That's we learn from those tragedies. To protect and serve, I want to say this. I challenge your listeners, Jay, to travel to Titusville and to walk that hollowed building's floor and try. Let me challenge each and every one of your listeners. You walk by the Santa Claus room that they have down there. That room is a large room and it's active all year long and it's there to provide a Christmas for the children of fallen officers. I challenge you to walk past that and stay dry-eyed. 
I did not succeed in the dry eye challenge when I went there, and I don't think I would again. I'm so glad to hear that that 10% of the proceeds of book sales go to the American Police Hall of Fame in Titusville, Florida. Uh, Before we wrap up the interview, I want to thank you so much for, for A, making sure that their story is told. Because every survivor I've had on the Law Enforcement shows is they don't want their loved one to be forgotten. Not just for their sacrifice as a law enforcement officer, but as the type of people they were. The, The members of the community, their fathers, their mothers, their brothers, their sisters, and the entire community misses them. Your book is called Ark Road, A-R-C. Where can people get more information and purchase the book? Well, you can, uh, the Hall of Fame, uh, American Police Hall of Fame, will be carrying the book exclusively. It fits their mission, so they told me. So you can get it on Amazon. You can go to any number of sites. As you said, Google up Ark Road, Tony Tippin, and there is any number of uh, informa- uh, information that you can find about the book. I'm not, I normally don't push the book. It's the story. It's the subject matter. It's our American police force that is first and foremost on my mind and the reason I wrote that book. Let me say this also, Jay. Try and get through the funeral section of that book. That was key to me and I had the family members, the remaining family members, they, they're mostly gone now. I went to a lot of fu- uh, funerals and I carried, I was played the role of fall there quite a bit to them and I, they took it to their grave they took their sadness to their grave but it's the funerals that I want people to understand that is the family's perspective of losing a law enforcement officer the community's perspective of losing a law enforcement officer to this day there is a dark pall that continues to hover over our county because of this I suspect it always will Tony thanks so much for being a guest on the show very much appreciate it this is John J. Wiley until next time see ya we